Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 75 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. You make this ministry possible, and I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes with your family and friends. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to control your thought life. Now, while we can't prevent a thought image from suddenly popping into our mind, we do not have to dwell on it. We need to learn how to think in a healthy manner. The goal of this episode is to provide you with some tools that will help you know how to manage, overcome, and win the battle for your thought life. Now, while I understand the Bible teaches us that spiritual beings like angels can reveal themselves in the physical world, However, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, teaches us, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. By this we understand that our battles are not of a physical nature, but we do war against them in a spiritual nature, on the battlefield of our mind. And without a doubt, there's a battle going on for our mind. And winning the war for your thought life is absolutely key to your mental, emotional, and spiritual success. The devil desires for worry, depression, anxiety, and a poor self-image to be constant companions in your thought life. It's also important to note a thought isn't a sin until we intentionally dwell on it. We can't control what pops into our mind. Don't get down on yourself for things that you can't control. The key is to move on from the thought and do not continue to dwell on it. Our thoughts are the starting points for behaviors. Sinful actions are first non-conquered thoughts that originate from our fleshly nature or from the devil. We must understand that our thoughts are seeds that bear fruit. We reap what we sow. And while that's true, 
there's a principle that we need to take a closer look at. In the natural world, when you plant a kernel of corn, it is just a single kernel. However, you do not reap a single kernel. It grows into a stalk that produces multiple ears of corn, which have many kernels. In other words, what you plant, it does not just grow, it multiplies. And that works the very same way in our thought life. A thought is a seed that bears fruit on the inward and the outward. How we view ourselves mentally and emotionally and how we act verbally and physically. What you think on matters because you are sowing seeds in your mind. The more we think good thoughts, they begin to multiply, taking over the places that negative thoughts used to grow. It is not an easy process, but it is necessary and it is possible. We can replace the thoughts of negativity and the carnal thoughts with thoughts that produce fruitful spiritual results. But it takes work, and we've got to put the time in to recognize the negative things and then begin to learn how to replace them. That's what the goal of this episode is. I want you to get the tools necessary where you can develop your thought life into something that not only encourages you to grow, but it also encourages those around you. The enemy wants you to have thoughts that make you feel terrible about yourself. The enemy wants you to have thoughts that make you feel far from God. But God is saying, I will empower you to overcome every thought, to bring that thought into captivity and replace it with a thought that will then grow and multiply. Our thoughts become behaviors. A thought that is negative and dwelt on too long produces behaviors that then multiplies and grows much bigger. However, the same is true for good thoughts. The more you think on spiritual things, the more it will begin to multiply and grow in your life. And over time, you will see the harvest of good things come to pass. What seems like a small step Planning a good thought, if done consistently, will grow into a life full of goodness and blessings from the Lord. We need to have a right mind and a sound mind. The only way to have this mindset is to have a proper thought life. Now, right now, some of you are being attacked by the enemy and by yourself, You are telling yourself that I'm no good. I'm never going to be anything. If I were better, I wouldn't be still dealing with this. I wouldn't be struggling with this. You are putting thoughts in your mind and reinforcing them by your feelings. You have to stop that. God is calling you to right-mindedness and to sound-mindedness, to where you do not view yourself by the mistakes you've made, but you view yourself in the light of what God has called you to be. And God has not called you to failure, but God has called you to success. So you've got to purpose in your mind. I've got to learn how to have the right mind regarding all areas of my life. That is the only way that you're ever going to become emotionally healthy, 
and spiritually healthy, but you have to work to change the way you think. If you look in the mirror and the only thing that you can think about yourself is all of the trauma, all of the pain, then you do not have right thinking. You've got to recognize it's not the Lord saying these negative things about you. These are your thoughts or the thoughts the enemy is placing in your mind. The goal is right-mindedness and sound-mindedness. The only way to accomplish that is to set in order the thoughts that you think in your life. We need to recognize damaging thoughts so we can stop them from influencing our lives. Thoughts, even though they cannot be seen, weighed, or measured, hold powerful influence over our lives. Thoughts become feelings. Feelings become actions. Actions become habits. You need to be able to recognize when you're having an unhealthy thought. Once you're aware of these unhealthy or inappropriate thoughts, you need to exchange them for healthy, appropriate thoughts. No doubt you've already been thinking about some of the negative thoughts So what are some things we should be thinking about? Does the Bible tell us anything? Does the Bible help us understand areas that we should focus our thought life on? Well, thankfully, it does. Paul teaches us what we should focus our thoughts on. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul gives us a list of things we are to fill our thoughts with. And while Paul certainly didn't intend this as a complete list, he does give us a comprehensive picture of what a proper thought life should look like. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 7 through 8, the word of the Lord says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, brethren, he's talking to saints, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. The Philippians were to fill their minds with thoughts that would inspire worship of God and service to others. He's talking to believers. He's saying, believers, I need to tell you some things you need to focus your attention on. So in other words, just because you're a believer does not mean you're exempt from negative or carnal thoughts. This is something that has to be fought on a daily basis. So what does it mean to think on these things? It means make them the object of your careful attention and intentional focus or ponder on these things. These are the seed thoughts we should sow in our thought life. Paul list eight, we should feel our thoughts with these. Whatsoever things are true, 
This means loving the truth. When you love truth, you set your mind to learning and living it. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We should ask God to help us not be deceived by lies and unproven theories driven by opinions and preferences. We need to focus our attention on truth, for truth is something that is established. It is a sure mark that we can look to and base the direction of our lives on. Truth never changes. We can look to truth and think on truth and find stability for our minds. It's truth that sets us free. Paul said that we should think on whatsoever things are honest. Honest here means noble and honorable and of a respectable character. And we don't use the word noble much anymore. And here it means high moral principles. We should think on things of a high moral degree. We should look to things that are honorable and not connect our mind and our thoughts to things that are not honorable and of a good character. Paul continues, whatsoever things are just, think on righteous things. The word just here means righteous, upright, and virtuous things. Truly measuring our thoughts by the question, would Jesus think this way regarding a situation or a person or even ourselves? A just thought has a sense of fairness to it. We should also think on whatsoever things are pure, clean, modest, chaste thoughts, pure thoughts that are not consumed by earthly, fleshly lust, thoughts that are restrained from lust, pure in heart. It is these thoughts that must be conquered. Now, let me reiterate something that we said earlier. You cannot stop a thought from coming into your mind. Those things happen. But you must especially regarding pure thoughts, remember when the thought comes into your mind, you must immediately recognize it for what it is and exchange that thought for a moment of prayer and ask God to help your mind not be consumed by that thought because those thoughts can develop into behaviors. You must be very careful to focus your thoughts in a pure manner. If you are single, you must focus your thoughts on God. And when those thoughts that are natural come into your mind, but yet it's not time for you to act on them physically, you need to make sure you find a place that you can say, God, help me. God, help me overcome this. And God will make a way for you. And if you are married, you need to make sure that your thoughts are still pure and toward your spouse. Let's move on from that. And the next thing Paul said, think on whatsoever things are lovely. Thoughts of compassion 
and empathy toward others. That's what this word lovely means. Thoughts of wishing the best for others. It's the opposite of thoughts of revenge. And Paul continued, whatsoever things are of a good report. Things that are reputable. Things that are commendable. Thoughts that look for the good. Of a good report means things worth talking about. The believers should focus on high and noble thoughts, not base thoughts of this corrupt world. It's the opposite of dwelling on negative thoughts. You may need to remove or limit negative influences, whether it's news, social media, or even some people, until you learn how to manage your thought life. And Paul said things that are a virtue, those things that are good, those things that are right. We should think on these things. And he finished the list by saying things that are praiseworthy. These are things that bring thoughts of gratitude to others and especially to God for all the good that he is doing in your life. Praiseworthy thoughts remind us of the good which then lifts us up mentally and spiritually no matter what we're dealing with. These are the things we should think on, meditate, reason about, consider, and examine. The late Jonathan Edwards put it this way, the ideas and images in a man's mind are the invisible powers that constantly govern him. Thus, it is crucial for each of us to bring our thought life into submission to Jesus Christ by learning to think biblically about every aspect of our lives. So the question is, how do we do it? We know that we have thoughts that are not always godly thoughts. How do we change them? Well, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 5, we must bring into captivity every thought. This simply means gaining control over what you think. What you put in your mind has an effect on what you think. It's like someone watching a scary video and then being shocked when they have a nightmare. It doesn't take long to realize the way to avoid those types of nightmares is to stop watching those kinds of videos. It's the same with our thought life. What goes in will come out. We have to have proper influences in our ears and in our eyes so that we have right thoughts in our mind. So the first thing we need to do to bring our thoughts into captivity is to be very cognizant of what we set before our eyes and what we hear with our ears. When we begin to manage what we see, and manage what we hear. Now, I understand that we live in a very real world, and most people work outside of the church, and so you can't always predict what you're going to hear someone say or what you're going to see. However, what I'm referring to here is the things that we choose to let before our eyes and before our ears. There are some things that we have a choice about. We have a decision on what we watch and what we listen to. God has provided a way to overcome unhealthy thoughts and behaviors and gain the self-control 
that we need. It's a matter of taking charge of your thought life his way. Taking your thoughts into captivity means choosing what you allow to take root in your mind. We do this by asking for God's guidance, turning from sinful sources or behaviors, and maintaining a continual relationship with Scripture. We have to learn to fill our mind with godly and good thoughts. Winning the war of our thought life isn't a one-and-done battle. It's a lifelong war. It takes persistence and determination to persevere and win the thought life fight. First, we cannot underestimate the necessity of being spirit-filled. Salvation is for the whole man. It isn't just for the eternal part of man. Being spirit-filled empowers us to overcome in our daily lives. That's why Acts 1 and 8 declares, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Second, we must cultivate godly and good thinking habits. Because of our fleshly nature, past traumas and upbringings, cultivating godly thinking habits takes work, but it is worth it. We must make a conscious effort to direct our thoughts away from worldly things and toward godly and good things. And third, we must utilize the spiritual weapons God has made available to us. The helmet of salvation and the weapons of the word of God, prayer and praise. These things are keys to developing a healthy thought life. Develop a daily devotional time. If you know you struggle with certain types of thoughts, Make sure you find scriptures that help you overcome those areas. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Stayed means braced, to lean upon. But it also means something that I find very interesting, and I had never seen this before The word stayed there means reflexive, as a reflex. A reflex is something that happens without conscious thought. It just happens. It's muscle memory reflex. You train it enough that when it happens, you just naturally respond. Isaiah is directing us that when we pray, when we put right thoughts in our minds, it becomes a reflex When a thought comes into our mind that is not right, that is unhealthy, our reflexive nature is to immediately call on the Lord for help and immediately replace it with a healthy thought. This isn't something that just happens overnight. Muscle memory is something that is developed by time and training. And that is something you have to be committed to. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener, that God would encourage you and strengthen you and help you overcome every negative thought. Lord, I pray right now 
that you would help us to take these tools that we can bring every unhealthy thought, every inappropriate thought, and we can bring them into captivity by your word. Lord, you have given us the whole armor of God. You have equipped each listener for victory. I pray, God, you give them a breakthrough and renew their mind. We're trusting that you're going to do it, and we thank you for it. And as always, thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum. That's G-I-L-L-I-A-M. On Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me directly at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives Podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 